What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us on the Weekly Sit-Down Podcast. This is the kind of show you throw on if you just want some company or to feel like you're hanging out with someone. We mostly feature successful entrepreneurs, but in the end, everyone has a story to tell, and we can all learn from others' experiences, no matter who they are. Good. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I got you. Volume good? Awesome. Awesome. You cleaned your room now? I cleaned it apparently unnecessarily, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about that. You made you clean your room. It was long overdue, um, (laughs) if we're being entirely honest. I got you. How do I say your last name? Um, Mugden. Alana Mugden. Yes. Oh, you got the first name right. Yeah, not Elena. Yeah, Ilana. <laughs> Ilana, gotcha. All right, so we just go since I'm not, we're not live right now. I'll just edit awesome. it out and stuff. All right, cool. Sounds good. So remind me again. I guess I already know, but just introduce yourself. Who are you and what have you been up to? Sure. Um, my name is Ilana Mugden, and I am an author based in New York City. Uh, my first book uh, was published in 2016, released in the UK. It's the first in a five-book young adult fantasy series called The Shadow War Saga. And this coming summer, the second book in the series is going to be published overseas. Um, So that's kind of what I'm up to right now. And uh, the current struggle du jour is I'm trying to also get it released in America. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm working on. Is that... It's, I guess it's tough to get published here, obviously, right? <laughs> well, to start, it is a lot, I find, more difficult um, to get Americans to like pay attention to you if you're kind of a non-entity, as I currently am. <laughs> um, so it was, it was really lucky um, when I linked up with my current publisher a few years back. Um, he's an indie publisher, so he's a little bit on the smaller side, and he, but he loved the books and he wanted to take a chance on them. Um, so that experience was fantastic, but now that we're looking to also get them in the books, you know, available here so that like my friends can actually buy them. (laughs) Um, it's kind of, I've gone back to square one with, you know, submitting cover letters to agents and publishers and the rejection letters are already rolling back in and it's just an awesome feeling. (laughs) You gotta, I guess you have to get rejected to know, uh, the other way. How, um, so I guess you wouldn't, um, tell someone like a new author, like they shouldn't just self-publish their own book. You know, I actually was going down that route before I met my publisher. Like I was set and ready to go, um, Mm self-publishing. And I think for certain people that can work really well if you are devoted to, building your own audience and really being on that social media grind. Like that's so important to to just be out there self-promoting day after day after day and networking and meeting people and talking to people. Um, But I am terrible at social media. (laughs) I feel you on that one. If I had, if I had not met my publisher um, at Penworks Media, if I had, 
gone down that road and put it out there myself, yes, it would have been published. It would have been out there, but like nobody would know because I would have made, you know, one post on Facebook like, hey, guys, I published my book. And if you don't mind, maybe you could check it out. <laughs> if you want, if you feel it. like it. Could even buy it if you want. <laughs> it's kind of good, I guess. <laughs> right. Like maybe. <laughs> so I got you. That's me. <clears throat> no, I'm horrible at social media, too. I I like posting when I want to post, but not when I have to post. Yeah. I, I'm totally on board. Like it, it feels, it honestly feels like a chore to me, which it is. Mm -hmm. It's, and, and if you devote a lot of time to it, if you're looking up, um, how to optimize your website and for search engines, and if you're looking up Twitter trends and seeing when the best time to post on Twitter and Instagram is like, that's like a full-time job. It's it definitely crazy. is. I, and there, it is a full-time job for people like marketers. It, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> are making much more money than I am doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is this your full-time job? You're an author now? No, no. <laughs> um, but that's sweet of you to think so. Uh, no, I actually, um, I do, I, I was in film for a long time before this. And uh, so I do freelance video work for, interestingly enough, a, um, a mobile game that I play. Um, mm -hmm. So I do that. And I have some additional income. I walk dogs and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> my sister does that. My sister walks dogs in Manhattan. It's, yeah, no, I, I love it because I'm interacting with dogs as opposed to people. So it's great. Oh, yeah. They're so nice compared to I people. Love, I love dogs. Like, <laughs> so obviously it is a job, but, you know, it's it's so much better than the office job that I was previously working. So I'm a lot happier now. What uh, What game is it? Uh, it's called War Dragons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As the conversation progresses, I think we will start to see a trend of, of dragons. So this is the first mention. It's called War Dragons. And um, I've been playing it for probably close to two and a half years now. And I started just as a regular player, but then I started creating content for them. And um, and now I'm doing like actual video work with them, which is really cool. So you were a player of the game and then you just reached out to them? Yeah, actually, what happened is uh, October, I guess, 2016, which is after right after the book one in my series got published. Um, I was obsessed with this game and I went to my publisher and I said, I play this game about dragons and I wrote a book about dragons. We should do an epic crossover. And he reached out to the team and they were totally on board. So we actually got to do a really amazing little cross promotion with them um, that fall where we were running a giveaway um, of, with a dragon box. So it's like a treasure chest with the book and a game voucher and a lot of other goodies inside it. Mm. Um, and then we did one also last uh, last fall as well for um, an expansion of their game they released uh, back in October 2017. And uh, so I attended that party and we did another little giveaway raffle. Oh, awesome. So was, what, how do you, what do you do in the game? Can you give a quick uh, description? Quick overview. Yeah, you. Um, the intent in the game is to breed an army of dragons mm -hmm. that you can use to destroy uh, enemy bases, basically. <laughs> Are they real people? Everyone has like their own base? Oh, yeah. It's, it's PvP. It's real-time strategy. Um, so you, as a player, you build your own base and you grow your own dragons. 
and it's but it's team based. So to truly progress in the game, you join a team and you can have a maximum of 50 people on your team. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's called War Dragons, obviously. So one of the best ways to grow as a team in rank is to declare war on other teams. Um, and that's where the strategy part comes in. You have to, and that's difficult, honestly, is wrangling 50 people from literally every time zone all over the globe, um, trying to get them online for like the start of wars so that you can attack your enemy and get it done. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm a big Fortnite fan. Have you got, oh, yeah. have you gotten on that yet? Uh, not me personally, but my have one very good friend who plays it religiously. So oh, yeah. I, I am familiar with the territory. For sure, for sure. Um, so have you Twitched at all? Have you ever used Twitch? Yes, actually I have, and I followed you. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, even though I'm kind of like still a Twitch noob. Um, the problem is, and I actually got a Twitch account so that I could stream this game, this War Dragons game. Because mm-hmm. um, we had... My team had early access to uh, the beta version of the game expansion, and so we've been playing it since day one. So I did a couple of walkthrough videos for people who were just new into that expansion, which is called Atlas. Um, and I tried to stream live, but unfortunately, I I have a Mac, um, mm-hmm. and streaming um, is actually not supported. <laughs> on my operating system like i really? jumped through so many hoops trying to get it to work and it just never did i stream from a mac too and it works do you yeah. what, what have you done what did you do that i did well i'm a noob so it's like <laughs> do, so so wait so you can play this this mobile game on the computer uh you can't so i actually have an elgato uh recording device and that comes with a game capture software so maybe it's that software because um, mm. I tried doing it through this game capture thing and it just never relayed to, to Twitch. Like I never actually managed to go live. Um, I tried with OBS. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you have OBS? Yeah. And so like I said, I was jumping through a lot of hoops. So I downloaded OBS. It still didn't work. I looked up the instructions and realized that I would have to upgrade my operating system. I backed up everything on my computer, upgraded the operating system, tried with Game Capture HD again, which then uh, it allowed me to download a new version of that one, which had streaming capabilities. And I thought, oh, this is a sure thing. I finally got it to work. Go me. Still didn't work. Mm-hmm. So maybe I have to hop back to OBS and, and try and get that in my life again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to do it without OBS. Um, cause you have to put your stream key in, right? Yeah. It's the same thing in this, in this game capture, uh, software, which comes, I mean, when, when you get your Elgato, uh, this is a free software download from the company website and the software itself is great. The interface is very straightforward. It's easy to use. Um, it allows you to put in your Twitch details and get a Twitch key. Uh, but beyond that, it just kind of never translated to the actual stream mm-hmm. um that's where i kept hitting a roadblock so but i'll try again you've inspired me to try again yeah for sure you gotta get back on there twitch is where it's at twitch is where it's at especially now youtube is doing all this nonsense and i feel like twitch is kind of the platform of the future 
Oh, yeah, definitely. If you watch like Gary V, it's all he talks about. Yeah. <laughs> He's in love with Twitch. Right. And so and actually they now are supporting pre-recorded uploads, which is just like YouTube. So that's what I did in lieu of a live stream. I called it an undead stream where <laughs> I just, you know, recorded myself and then I edited it together and I just uploaded it to Twitch. And you can go semi-live where it will release it at a, a predetermined time mm -hmm. so that you can be online with live viewers and you can be chatting with them. Um, but it's not, it's not really live. It's fake live. Wow. So fake it's undead. Live. Wow. I like that undead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the undead stream. <laughs> <laughs> that would work actually. Did, so did you like make your whole page? You made like your panels and you did your stream labs and all that? Yeah. I designed a little overlay for myself. What? And you did it all. You got I so close. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit a roadblock. God. Uh, it, it worked well enough. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay being undead for right now. Cause I've got lots of stuff going on. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, one, what, day, one day I'll make it work properly. No, I know you'll be on there for sure. Um, to go back to the book. Yeah. What is, it's called shadow of war. So the series is called the shadow war saga and that's the cycle of five books. The first book is called dragon speaker. Hmm. Okay. And the second book is Dragon Child. Okay. You want to kind of explain where this idea came from and kind of what it's about? Yeah. So uh, in this world, the world I've created, the world of Elentria, everyone can wield magic uh, except our protagonist. She is the only person in the world who does not have any magic. So it's kind of like a reverse superhero trope. Mm. And of course, because of this, um, she's an outcast, her, the people of her village hate her and fear her even to a degree. Um, and they call her a cripple because this is a natural life function wielding magic that she simply doesn't have. Um, and yet inexplicably, mysteriously, <laughs> she is chosen by the goddess Shivnath to, uh, to go out and save the last dragon in the world. Right. And, and she has to do this by, facing this uh, evil or supposedly evil um, warlord mage who has returned to uh, finish the war he started 10 ages ago. Mm. So she has, our protagonist, Caria, has no idea why she has been chosen, but she decides, I don't care. This is my chance to prove my worth. I'm going to be a hero. People are going to love me. Um you know, yeah. and then she sets out on her journey, of course, and everything gets turned upside down. Everything goes wrong. And uh, the interesting thing, I think, what sets it apart from other kind of, you know, the, the traditional fantasy cliche is good guys go off on the journey to throw the ring into the fires of Mount Doom, right? And uh, good versus evil, and they kill the bad guy at the end. Um <laughs> But I'm actually, and being a lifelong fantasy reader and fantasy aficionado, I love the genre, but I am a little tired of just good versus evil, just Frodo versus Sauron, just Harry versus Voldemort. It's, it doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm. So uh, the first book, we, we delve into it a little bit, the idea that not everything is that black and white. The good guys might not be so good, and this bad guy might not be as bad as everyone has made him out to be. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and um, I was gonna and, say like, why did why 
I guess don't even tell anyone, but like, why would they choose the one person without powers to go do this huge mission? That, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like she is the most unlikely of heroes. And, and really she is because she's 14 years old and, you know, she's like a whiny teenager when she starts <laughs> out. Um, and she's forced to grow up very quickly. And uh, for, for all of her life, because she is separate from everybody else, because she does not have magic, and she is, so she feels, so everyone else has made her to feel so very different. Um, it's, she has never really had to think about the world in terms of other people, right? She's never had to, she just has to look out for herself and survive. And once she goes on this journey, she now becomes responsible for other lives, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, she eventually, spoiler alert, becomes the guardian of this young dragon and she becomes in a way responsible for the lives of the people who are accompanying her on this journey. And that is a huge burden to bear for anyone really, but especially a very naive and sheltered 14 year old. Yeah. Um, so, so she has a lot of growing up to do throughout the book. And, uh, and it's, I think one of the strong points again of the book is, is this journey that she goes on and her realization that there are things bigger than herself. And what does she believe? What does she believe is right? That's kind of, it's, it's like a real world equal kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like putting and, some real world in there. Oh, definitely. Lessons. I mean, they're, they're set, it's set in this fantastic universe, obviously with magic and dragons and whatnot, but the, the character struggles are very much based uh, in reality. And I, in my humble opinion, that's one of my strengths is um, character interactions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has a journey and a struggle and hopefully an arc uh, that they grow throughout the course of the story. I love that. That's <clears throat> kind of like what the podcast is all about. Everyone has a story to tell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so it's it's set in medieval times, right? It's not like modern day with dragons and it's, powers. It's not modern day, but their world is. I define it as being kind of on the cusp of the industrial revolution. Um, so, it's a little bit traditional fantasy in that you have lots of, uh, you know castles and medieval structures and stuff like that but they do have uh you know plumbing electricity to a degree uh because there is vault magic in this world which is basically the control of electricity um so they're they're actually fairly advanced like when you look at a civilization from let's say actual middle earth that's very much straight medieval mm -hmm. um this is this is more i think like Again, it's it's right before the Industrial Revolution. And actually, the, the people in this world are have been stunted in a way because they all have magic. So combustion engines have not been invented because they can move things by wielding air magic or force magic. Um, and, and they don't have the need necessarily for a lot of farm machinery because they have earth magic and they can grow things and do things on their own and they don't need uh, 
complex irrigation systems because they have water magic stuff like that i like that man that's awesome I, i'm a big um <laughs> a big hearthstone player you know that game nice yes i do yeah yeah this kind of reminds me of that i love magic awesome. that's cool so where did you get the idea for this just from reading all different fiction and then being like i'm making my own world <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much it's it has been a long journey I actually started writing the first book when I was 14. And um, at that point in my life, obviously, it was really just like a like a rip off of Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> and, but as I grew and as my worldview developed and I became aware of other human viewpoints and other cultures and stuff like that, um, the book grew and evolved with me. Uh, so it was really a struggle, a labor of love, and it took me pretty much like I, I, I was working on it for a decade, um, oh. getting it to where it needed to be. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and now I think it's finally ready. Well, obviously, when when I'm me personally, I read it and I'm like, oh, I would change that. I would I would edit this word out. Like I still am nitpicking. It's in print, and I'm still nitpicking. <laughs> of course, every, anything we all we make, we're just like, oh, it could have been better. Or right. like, say you're making a song, like, oh, I screwed up right there, but no one notices it. Yeah, nobody. Uh, other people have been enjoying it, which is fantastic. I'm I'm thrilled. Uh, so you know, I I think the story has come to where it was meant to be. So I'm in that regard, I'm very happy with it. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of your favorite books? Obviously, I've mentioned Lord of the Rings multiple times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, I I don't know that I would say those are my favorite necessarily, but they were a huge influence on me. Um, but one of my biggest influences was actually the Wheel of Time series, which I'm I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not uh, familiar. It, it it was originally intended to be a 12 book series written by Robert Jordan. Um, but unfortunately he actually died before he could finish it, which is like everybody's nightmare, you know, with people like George R. R. Martin. <laughs> um, Robert Jordan sadly passed away. Mm. And then Brandon Sanderson, who's another very well-known fantasy author, took the notes and he took over the last two books, which then turned into the last, I believe, four books. So there's 15 of them in total. Now. Wow. Yeah. And, and they're not... <clears throat> They're not light reading. It's like a thousand pages a piece. Jesus. Yeah, I think I think the shortest one is probably six hundred pages. Jesus. <laughs> but um yeah, it's but the world is so extensive and so well thought out. And that I actually got into before I got into things like Lord of the Rings, um, and the Dragonlance series, which I actually was not such a big fan of. And um and I don't so know what Dragonland is. I know Lord of the Rings, of course. Yeah, drag. So Dragonlance is Lance. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I I don't want to speak ill of it because it does have a special place in my heart. But you know, the first one I read, it was it was like somebody took their D and D game and like turned it into a book, and <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not. You know, some D and D games are really epic, but this one just was pretty standard along those fantasy cliche lines yeah, it didn't hit for you <laughs> didn't didn't quite do it for me it does not have sticking power mm -hmm. um which is fine it's it was it was good fluffy fantasy fun 
but it, I read it, it once, it, I enjoy, mm-hmm. I don't go back to it. It influenced you, though. It did, yeah. absolutely. Every every bit of fantasy that I have ever read um, did influence me. And actually, I don't know if you are familiar with Tamora Pierce, the author. Mm-mm, but no. she's got a lot of, and I, I read these books when I was very young. She has a lot of uh, young adult books um, set in her magical world of Tortal. And uh, there was a series called Alana the Lioness, spelled differently from my name, but that's how I first got into her world. And I loved those books. Wow, so you're big into these. I, I didn't read oh my God. <laughs> I didn't read too much fiction growing up. I read um what were you into? I, I mean I was into like di- the divergent. I read all the divergence in Surgeon. Oh okay. And so you're you're like urban fantasy. I guess I, I guess I'm urban. Yeah, I'm Did probably you read pretty urban. Hunger Games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I like Hunger Games too. Yeah. See, I I read the first Hunger Games book and but then the movie started coming out and I kind of got lazy mm-hmm. and I just watched the movies instead. I didn't actually finish the series in in print. That happened to me with Harry Potter. Ah, there you go. I only wa- read like the first three. And then I was like, all right, and there's movies. And I was movies. just like, oh, the movies are coming out. Yeah. Harry Potter and I have a very contentious relationship. You and Harry don't get along? Mm. Uh, the, the books started coming out right around the time when I was making my first home movies, which were shocker about dragons and magic <laughs> and stuff like that. And, um, and people would compare them to Harry Potter. And I just was infuriated by this (laughs) like like 12 year old me was i had i had an invisibility potion in one of my movies okay which the science of that is completely different from an invisibility cloak (laughs) and and somebody was like wow that's just like harry potter and i threw a fit (laughs) i was like jk rowling didn't copyright magic okay not all magic is what you've read in harry potter there are worlds upon worlds of magic and there's all kinds of different magic systems like i went (laughs) off on this person (laughs) they were like um that was a compliment all right (laughs) i'm sure they thought it was uh you know but ever ever since that that time i've i have i will admit read every one of the books and I've seen every one of the movies and I have even listened to every one of the audiobooks. <laughs> All right. So you support them. But, but me and Harry Mm-mm. are not friends. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry to hear you and Harry don't get along. <laughs> it's okay. I've calmed down in my old age, so Yeah, he's yeah, probably alright now. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's it's, over it. My mom has the movie on downstairs, the third movie, I think. So. Right now? Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's great. Oh, what do you th- oh, I just gave away that I'm a loser who lives at home with my parents. It's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm a loser. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, we're both losers. It's our generation. It's the trademark of our generation. Of course, of course. So yeah. what do you feel about like this whole, there's like a Harry Potter controversy going on right now, right? Oh, what's what is the controversy? Like she, what's her, her J.K. Rowling? She was saying like, uh, how do you, did I say her name right? I don't even know. Is it Rowling? Uh, it's it's that's an interesting question. I believe it's Rowling. Yeah, Rowling. She said like one of the characters is actually gay or something. Oh, Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. but but they, yeah, but he wasn't was in. The, um, how do I feel about that? Well, I have absolutely nothing against gay characters in literature, and I would love to see them better represented, actually. 
why I took exception to that is I thought that it was actually understated in the books. Like he seemed more asexual to me throughout the first six books. He's just this old wise figure who kind of, you know, he's the mentor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and his sexuality is never addressed, nor does it need to be. And then in the seventh book, I read it and I didn't, maybe I was just oblivious. I did not pick up on any of it. Looking back, I kind of, I kind of see what she's talking about. Um, but I feel like maybe it would have been cool to, to actually play that up and, and explore yeah. it. That's, I deeply. think, I think that's what the controversy was. Like they were saying like. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't gay the whole series and then he just became yeah, gay yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, that, that was, okay, so I didn't obviously follow the controversy very closely. I, I did, I have no idea if I'm even, <laughs> I don't know if I'm even right about the controversy. I'm just saying yeah. it. And, um, and I, I mean, I think that's really awesome that, that she made that choice, but I feel like it was made as an afterthought and that's, I guess, why people were upset. Mm-hmm. Um, which I agree with, you know, I'm kind of upset too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So what's next? We're, we're trying to get it published here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get the Shadow War Saga published in America. Was it hard to get it in the UK? It Okay, so I do not use this word frivolously, but it was a very random set of circumstances that led me to link up with my current publisher. <laughs> Um, so a few years ago, this guy, Jody, my publisher adds me on Facebook. I don't know him from a hole in the wall, but I accept because I accept friend requests indiscriminately because I like to feel popular. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story. (laughs) And, um, and so, okay, now we're Facebook friends. And then he adds me to this group. Uh, and the group was for Penworks Media, which is the company and under normal circumstances, I would have left a group immediately because I am not social and I don't like getting notifications. <laughs> Same. Um, but I stayed in this group for who knows what reason. Maybe I just I saw that it was publishing based. And even at that time, I was you know still working on the books. So so I stayed in this group and literally years go by and I don't hear anything from him. I can never see a story in my newsfeed, not a single notification so I don't even remember that I'm a part of this group. Um, and then one day in early 2015, when I was on track, fast on track to get it self-published, I go on Facebook one morning and I see a post from this group, Penworks Media, saying we're looking for book submissions in X, Y, and Z genres. And, and none of those genres were fantasy. So I, I wrote a comment <laughs> on this post like would you accept a a epic fantasy submission Mm -hmm. um and jody wrote back saying yes and your materials and a cover letter and this that and so i say okay it i have all my materials ready it takes me what 30 seconds to do this and if he doesn't like it i move on with my self-publishing plan and if he does great so i sent it off and i promptly forgot about it because that's the nature of the beast. You send out all these letters, but you can't dwell on them because 99 times out of 100, the answer is going to be no. Yep. And um, But then he wrote back and he was like, we love it. Can you send the full manuscript? Uh, so I did. And then the rest was history. 
Were you um, afraid at any point that they could just steal your idea or whatever? Uh that thought never crossed my mind until right now. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm anxious, but um, no, no, it's, it's kind of in the creative field. And and again, I did this for years also getting rejected with, with films Mm -hmm. and film festivals and fun stuff like that. And I was an aspiring actress at one point. So I would get rejected from auditions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You're not aspiring anymore. No, I've, Gave I've up. tempered my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just an aspiring writer. <laughs> well, I mean, aspiring would mean you didn't write anything. You already wrote. I, no, yeah. yeah. I, I, I am a writer. <clears throat> there you go. Actually a writer. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, no, I said that thing about stealing the ideas because I sent Apple, like a few years ago, I sent Apple. I was like, you guys need to figure out a way. You know how you could do screenshots with the phone? Yeah, I was like, you need to find out a way to do video shots. So if I want to just send my friend like a few seconds of a YouTube video, I don't have to send them the whole video. Like I could just screenshot. And they the... stole this idea from you? It just came out on iOS 11. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And I sent it like three years Sue ago. Them. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so they, they I don't know if they even read it, but or if yeah. someone else thought of it, but they. I'm sure it was inevitable, but mm-hmm. definitely. You can take credit for that. I am. I think I basically yeah. made Apple what it yeah. is today. Tell, tell people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm base, I basically created Apple, guys. Basically, yes. Um. Okay, where was I? Oh, yeah. I wanted to know, like, your writing process. How, <sighs> like, what do you, how do you get in the mode to just, like, all right, I'm going in. Let's do this. Or do you um, just get inspired and do it randomly? Yeah. All right. So what I tell people people who want tips about how to be a writer is uh, you've got to make time to write every day. And it's, that's just part of the process. You have to set aside a time where you say, okay, this is for two hours. I'm going to work. If the work consists of me just staring at the same word on the screen for two hours, then that's that, but I'm going to do it. Um, That is the best advice I can give to other people. Unfortunately, I do not follow that advice. <laughs> I I am a very I don't know if haphazard is the right word, but sporadic. I feel like I sporadic. <clears throat> yeah. Um I I really have to write when inspiration strikes. And fortunately for me, I I can get inspired very easily. I can kind of like hype myself up and say, "Okay, yes. This the weekend's coming. I'm going to go to Starbucks and sit for 8 hours and write for 8 hours." And I can do that if I if I put my mind to it. I actually can. Mm-hmm. But I got to really, you know, the, the mood has to be right. You know, I can't be exhausted. I can't be cranky. <laughs> so it's it's kind of difficult when mm-hmm. one is being a dog walker and flying dragons and making videos and uh, <laughs> working on nitty gritty stuff like social media and submitting cover letters to agents and publishers and getting rejected Um, over and over again right (laughs) i feel you same thing half the people more than half actually like 80 percent of the people i email don't get back to me you know that's how it goes it's like i mean it's it's a numbers game it really is Mm -hmm. um and i've played that game for many years so i am used to it (laughs) but it's 
it it does grind you down after a while. Um, well, you're so not you're numb to it now, no? Like you just realized you're on to the next one. A little bit. I I still feel a twinge, a little tiny, you know, prickle of frustration when I get one of those letters, especially if it's an ambiguous looking letter at the beginning in my inbox. <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah. It gives me like this false sense of like, oh, somebody's interested. And then they write three nice sentences. However, I am not accepting new clients. They're like, however, it's not exactly right for me. Yeah. Once you read that, however, or right. but. <laughs> yeah. That's... The other shoe drops. Mm-hmm. And so, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but writing process, yeah, so I'm right now it's difficult because I'm kind of struggling to just get my schedule in order. Um, things have been really just kind of whirlwind. 2018 hit me like a like a ton of bricks. Um, so I have been struggling, but under normal circumstances, um, I am very deadline driven. Panic is my muse. So if I am given a, a date, where somebody's like, hey, listen, I need I need book three by, uh, you know, March 30th. Mm-hmm. I will get it done by March 30th. Wow. <laughs> like 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it will be insane, but I will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, most of my productivity, I think, comes from me being able to set deadlines for myself and then adhere to them. That is one thing I have been consistently good about. That's like built into us because of school. And did you go to college? I did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. For a little. I, <laughs> um, I was not a great student, but I went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you graduate? Unclear. Um, well, I kind of bullied the administration into allowing me to, to design my own major And I called it interdisciplinary film studies and I had tons of credits. So I actually, and I wanted to get out, like I wanted to go back to the real world and and make movies and do my own thing. Um, so I, I filed for graduation a year early Mm -hmm. and, but I didn't walk, like I didn't have time for that. I didn't care. So I just went back home and I started an internship and then we got this cryptic letter over the summer saying, Hey, you filed for graduation incorrectly. So just refile please for the fall and then we'll put the paperwork through and then it'll be all hunky dory. And I just never did that. (laughs) So you could have, you could just still do that then. I could. Yeah. Mom, I think my mom probably took care of it. (laughs) Like I've never seen a diploma, so (laughs) who knows? (laughs) It's out there. It's in the cloud. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So yeah, you have to be in an environment. Like you have to go to Starbucks. You can't, you won't just go in like your room. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I have to like, I know it makes me sound so basic and I don't even care, but like I have to go to Starbucks. If I'm in my room, I will not do the work. I will, I'll play my stupid dragon game for Mm -hmm. eight hours instead of writing, you know, like, (laughs) or I'll go on Facebook and, and look at memes. I'll literally, I'll sit and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to write. And then I will not write. I'll mm-hmm. look at stupid Tumblr memes. <laughs> That's the same for me. I, I write too. And I have to go to the, like the diner. I like going to the diner. Oh, that's awesome. I should try <clears throat> that. I, yeah. I like that vibe. 
because it's it's a lot more quiet at my Starbucks by me. It's just the music is so loud. I, I mm-hmm. it's yes. horrible. So, and then I have to wear headphones with music, my own music on them to get away from that music. And then I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want music while I'm writing. So it's like, yeah, no, yeah. I feel you. So what yeah. do you write? Um, I wrote a few things. I wrote, um, we wrote a cartoon show. We're, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're pitching to Cartoon Network and Netflix the end of this month. No way. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We, um, the way that went down was an animation studio. We were just talking to this guy randomly at a bar in the city, which is how a lot of stuff happens. And of course, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I run an animation studio. And this is after he had like four tequila shots. <laughs> And he's like, I run an animation studio. We're looking for writers. We have this cartoon show that we have, like, the characters are all animated. We just don't have any writers. So my friend and I were were there. We both were writers. Yeah. And we were like, we write. <laughs> and he's like, what? You write? <laughs> and uh, we just sent him his, our stuff. And then he was like, write for this show. Write a pilot. Um, we didn't get paid or anything for it. And we, That's how it is. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. We wrote the pilot, and uh, now they're animating the teaser this week. It's like going to be four to five minutes, I think. That's and, a neat thing. Yeah, and then we're going to do That's the voice. It's amazing voices. that it got that far. I'm, I'm actually like very, very impressed and low key, maybe a little bit jealous. <laughs> I'll send you what the what they look like. They're pretty Please cool. Please do. Oh my god, I love it. It's called Dead Annie. Um, Dead Annie. Yeah, Dead Annie. Okay. And it's so you don't know if she's dead or not. It's um, I'm into it. I love mm-hmm. it. We don't let you know. I know though. Um we we uh we don't let you know if she's dead and she so her parents die somehow and she goes to the in between which is like um between right before the afterlife um whatever it's called purgatory. Kind in my of. book, it's called the Limbus. Yeah, Limbus. Okay. <laughs> so, Dead Annie's in the Limbus, and she there's in here like anything goes. You know, like there's there's horse cops, and one of the characters is like a horse is a police officer, but he rides a person around and uh, stuff like that. Like anything goes, the animals can talk. This sounds exactly up my alley. I'm I'm super into it. I think you would like it too. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we we do that, and then like the whole series basically is about her trying to find her parents, and the whole idea of the in between or the limbus for us is you have to before going to the afterlife, you have to right all your wrongs that you had on Earth before Ooh, you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the animation studio just gave us like a basic overview and then we had to just create all the characters ourselves and I don't know, it was like a six month process to get us to where we're at now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's exciting. I I, I really like the sound of it. It's it's a touch morbid, but that's definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we say. Like there's a lot of graveyards. There's uh, like her best friends are in graveyards. She just talks to the tombstones. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You would like it. I'll send you some stuff. I please do. I'm I'm excited about this now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll uh, hopefully we can work together because I know a lot of film people too through the podcast. Yeah. And um, I'm friends with a bunch of writers. 
We should do like, I don't know, like a brainstorm sesh or something. Um, I don't know. I've been what do writers do? <laughs> very few friends I have IRL uh, <laughs> to get together, like to do work parties. <laughs> to, yes, we, not, we study groups kind of. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So so the, the intention is to get other people in the room with me so that when I get distracted or distract myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, they say no do work Mm -hmm. we all inspire each other we're like all right because everyone will go off and we'll be like oh what were we doing and like someone else will be like we got to do this and then we just go right back into it yeah so i i'm i'm all about the work party life yeah um right now like and i actually i did do a work party recently with one of my friends where it was a big accomplishment we got out of our respective houses and we met actually at barnes noble Mm. Um, and we got coffees. Work was not really accomplished, but it we we set the groundwork for for future work parties. Yeah, so. no, even getting together with <laughs> like get just getting together with like minded people will create something. Like it's it's you're getting yeah. something done. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Like I always feel productive when I leave with like minded people. Me too. Yeah. I I like and I actually. A few years back, I was part of, this was part of my initiative to like be social, um, <laughs> a failed initiative, but I was, I joined a writer group and each week we got together, uh, one night a week to present or no, I'm sorry. We would email, um, our material out and everybody would have a week to read it. And then we would come for like a little discussion group and feedback group, uh, in person one night a week. And that was actually really fun when I was part of it. Yeah, that sounds uh, so, cool. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, um, I would do stuff like that again. Yeah, are you? You're where are you in Manhattan? No, I am in Queens. Oh, um, so far out in Queens as to almost be Long Island. I'm <laughs> in Long Island. Are you really? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I can. I have a car. Uh, I'm out. I'm out in in the wilderness of Queens. <laughs> what part of Queens? Uh, Little Neck. Okay, I'm from Ozone Park originally. Okay, nice. Yeah, I that's I walk dogs around Ozone Park and Forest Hills and Kew Gardens and all that fun stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you can get out here. I'm in Massapequa. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I know Long Island. Like that's. I chill there. I go to parks there and stuff. Yeah? You go to some parks out here? <laughs> I go to some parks, yeah. What? What kind I of do. parks? Eisenhower? Oh, my God. I love Eisenhower Park. Actually, there's a really neat thrift store right near Eisenhower Park. Um, and that's where I, I get all my clothes. <laughs> yeah. Thrift stores are the shit, man. That's where... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm really into, like, not... Wait. I'm trying to be real good with it by the way like wasting and buying clothes for no reason like that's why I like the idea of a thrift Agreed. store you know yes and i don't from i obviously i come from a very strong environmentally minded family mm-hmm. uh, so i'm i'm something of a compulsive recycler but for me it's not even i mean it's great that i'm recycling clothes in essence mm-hmm. but i just like i cannot be in a department store i cannot go to a clothing store like macy's or oh. what have you i just i i don't like it hollister oh, no. <laughs> oh my I god 
<laughs> I, no. <laughs> I feel um, you. It's, yeah. You come out, you smell like it, and like it sticks like to you. A horrifying thing. Like, ugh. It reminds me of Subway. Like, I used to go to Subway in high school, and everyone would know when you had Subway for lunch because it just, you smell like Subway the rest of the like day. That's <laughs> how it is with Hollister. Yeah, you smell like Abercrombie or whatever. These, they're all the same. Abercrombie, what's the other one with an A? Uh, Abercrombie, Hollister. Aeropostal, there's it. That's I'm, the one. Mm, I was thinking American Eagle. Oh, there's a third one. There, the that's the Trinity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's everyone. Everyone loves those three. The holy a trinity <laughs> <laughs> of fashion wow so we have a new friend alana's yes, gonna I join the crew that. okay awesome you the thrift store crew yes do you like going hiking we hike a lot <gasps> i love hiking yeah I love, okay wait so obviously there's 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 cool places on long island but have you ever been upstate in like the bear mountain region oh yeah that's where we, we go all the time we'll take like three oh. hour drives all right, we're we're gonna have to do this. We have, have we have a hiking this. club, Alana. All right. What? Yeah, we have a club. Time out. What? <laughs> Is it free? Yes. What? Yeah, it's free. <laughs> oh my god, I have to join. Yeah, definitely, we'll have you. Oh we, my god, I'm I'm okay. This makes my life actually a lot better. <laughs> we're 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 even thinking of we're starting an app, a hiking app for people who are like us. That want to like that love nature, that love you know like health and wellness and how I mean, to connect. Health and wellness. I don't know. If I, I mean, I like my ice cream and, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like hiking as well. I, I like ice cream too, but <laughs> I'm I'm vegan. I eat vegan, but dairy free ice cream. Oof. Oh, your veg. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Nothing with neurons. That's my rule. No neurons. Okay. Yeah. It used to be nothing with a face. And then people would get fresh with me. They'd be like, well, what about oysters? What about snails? What about men? And I'm like, I don't have time for your nonsense. So nothing with neurons. I know. People pick on us veggies. It's like we're an easy target. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because we honestly, like, we don't do anything. We're not offensive. It's because they're offended because it's like, by us being not eating meat. It's yeah, like they so. did something wrong that their whole Why? lives. Why are you threatened? I don't know. Yeah. Insecure. More for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You get more meat. Right? Like, I, I understand. I was actually, I was vegan for uh, two years, but I am a very picky eater and I did not feed myself well. I subsisted on like five things. So mm-hmm. it wasn't good for my body. So I went back to being just regular vegetarian. Yeah, I hear you. Sometimes I have no energy because I'll forget. Oh, I didn't eat B twelve. Like right, like three I have days. to <laughs> to think real hard about treating myself right, which is just not who I am. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Have you ever? I'm just trying to see. Have you ever written like any scripts or anything? Yeah, funny you should mention that. So, um. I did mention I graduated college a year early. Well, maybe graduated college. <laughs> I may have graduated. <laughs> I left school a year early. Um, and this was around the time when I was big into film. Um, and so I, I went to my dad and I was like, hey, I just saved you a bunch of money 
by not going to school for a fourth year. How about you give me that money <laughs> and I will make a feature film this year. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't believe me. Um, and then, but then I started being very serious about it. And so I put in all of my savings into, um, I wrote a script. I wrote a script in three days and I started holding auditions and I hired you know, people to just review the script to reassure myself it wasn't completely garbage. And uh, I started networking, going to parties, hiring crew, because at that point, I knew nothing. I knew nothing and no one. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I but I was going full steam ahead, making a feature film. And by the time I had exhausted all of my funds, we, we as a family realized uh, I'm in too deep. Like, I can't, I can't just give up now. So my dad helped me out. Um, and I did. I made <clears throat> my first official feature film that year, which was called Director's Cut. And um, what was that about? First, it was about a group of young filmmakers who are trying to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but the movie they want to make is about the zombie cannibal vampire pirate queen who teleports to Earth and uses her army of space dragons to enslave the entire human population. You said that in one breath. Yeah, uh, that was that was part of my elevator pitch back in the day. So <laughs> it's built in. Um, it's still ingrained. In, and I mean, honestly, like my first day on set for that film was my first day on set ever. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the but the film did a lot better than probably ultimately it deserved to do. We got into a number of festivals worldwide, and we won awards at four or five of them. What? How can I watch this movie? Um, good question. So, uh, and actually after a year on the festival circuit, I did get a distributor who then we parted ways and now we've, we've converged again. Um, but I, I still don't think that the movie is like widely available. Um, so, but I can, I might be able to send you like a screener link if he has one. Which I'm sure he must, but I have to follow up with him on that. Yeah, I'd love to watch it. My, fr- yeah. I love watching like indie movies. And I think if you are in the film world, mm-hmm. um, especially on the indie side of the film world, it's basically like everything that can go wrong does go wrong. I took all of the most horrible experiences that I have had on set, and I like on set, right? Like mm-hmm. making my my own home movies about dragons, because obviously it's very autobiographical. Mm-hmm. And I just rolled it into this one project. Um, so I it, I think you would actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I would definitely appreciate it if I could get a link or something. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to let me write myself a note because I will absolutely follow up on that. Yeah, and I'll send you some of my stuff. Yes, then we'll we're going to do, do, go hiking. Yes. <laughs> it, it's getting there. I mean, today's spring, yeah. right? Is it? Oh, fantastic. And then tonight's in Nor'easter. Yeah. Rose, like, I have to walk dogs in a foot of snow. <laughs> there you go. It's a good day. Yeah. Global warming. Day. You gotta welcome, love it. Welcome spring. <laughs> R.I.P. crocuses in my front yard. <laughs> Wait, what? What's a crocus? It's a little flower. It's a little purple flowers. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I've seen one. When they're like, oh, hey, it's spring. It's getting warmer and lighter. Here I go. <laughs> And they're gone. And they die. Where have you gone hiking? Have you ever gone in the Jersey 
area? Uh, no, I actually have not. Most of my explorations have been in the Bear Mountain region and actually a little bit further north in like the Croton on Hudson area. And mm. um, so actually my favorite, one of my yeah, all-time what's your favorite, favorite trail? Is, Come on. Is uh, is Storm King Mountain. I've never done it. it it's it's a short hike. A little bit strenuous. It's quite steep up, but it's very rewarding. And then you can do actually a much longer circuit down um, by the Hudson River, and then come back around to the parking area. So yeah, that's like that's like my favorite spot. But I'm I'm totally down. I'll go to Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Have you again? Yeah. Have you gone to Breakneck? Have you done that one? No. Where is that? Ooh, Breakneck. It's oh, but a... I've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I have not gone. I mean, if you go on like um, what's the app? All Trails. The app, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the number one trail in New York area. Cool. It's, I will definitely have to check it out. Yeah, we'll do Breakneck. We do Bontecou Crag. You ever go there? Uh, no, I have not. Look at all these places I've never been. Have you done Cold Spring Harbor? No, it sounds so <laughs> uncool right now because I like haven't done any. I mean, I haven't <laughs> done any of the ones you said either. So okay, <laughs> there's what there's what like so, a there's probably thousand trails just around what? here. Yeah, absolutely. And when so so then we can we can intersect with our trails and I'll go on all the ones that I have no idea. I've never heard of them. And you can check out Bear Mountain State Park and it will be amazing. Yes, definitely. We have to. Um, and one of these days, what? the weather might even improve. So you think mm, I mean, I keep thinking it will. And then we keep getting like nor'easters. So I don't know. But <laughs> Nah, it'll probably stay the same. Yeah, probably. Let's go to LA. It's Colorado. <laughs> that's where we're going. They they don't have snow in LA. That's that's certainly one thing it has going for it. I could deal with snow if I was in Colorado. Yeah, if it's if it's ski type snow and and you can actually do something useful in the snow or fun in the snow, then I'm all for snow. Mm-hmm. I like I like skiing. I like you know, building igloos and throwing snowballs and whatever. But here in the city, it's just it's an inconvenience. Yeah, I say it, but yeah. And you know your childhood is over the moment you look out the window, and instead of being like, "Yeah, snow day," you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's uh, I I still try and um. I don't know, like when it rains and it's warm out, I that's like my favorite weather. <laughs> I, you know, I love the rain. I think that's the creative in us. Yeah. That's the in us. Yeah. Because, because I, I like the rain. Yeah. Like, don't you love late at night and it's raining and just sitting in like silence writing? Yeah. <laughs> and just, or like lying in bed cozy yeah. and there's, and you can just hear the little patter of rain outside. I love uh, that. Yes. That's what I live for. Yeah. <laughs> but it has to be warm. I don't like this cold, nasty, I'm done with winter. It's official. We're, we are over. Yeah. I'm done with winter too. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm going to, the goal, <laughs> the goal of the podcast is take it on the road and just oh, interview people and yeah, interview people in all different states and then just see where I end up after that. <laughs> that would be amazing if, if, like, that's the dream right there is traveling and doing what you love. Exactly. That's what it is. What, what, when, what's your sign? What are you? 
I'm a Libra. Same, bruh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what, what it birthday? is. The fourth. Of October? Yeah. Okay. I'm the 15th. All right. There you go. You're right there. Yeah. That's what we do, Actually, though. Libras are like that. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, so my, what I've always wanted to do actually is do a big road trip, like maybe a crazy one hitting all 50 states, but barring that hitting, hitting like a few big major landmarks. Like I want to see the the Red Rocks in Utah and I want to <laughs> I'm laughing because I this is all written down like on my bucket list. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. So, but but my my idea was to I have a car as as I said, but Mm -hmm. it's it has it's old and it has not been treated especially well. So it is falling apart on its hinges as we speak. It's probably about two potholes away from like literally falling apart on the highway. (laughs) And so my plan. My plan was to maybe this summer, you know, do an epic road trip where the intention is I'm just going to drive it into the ground. I'm just going to go on the highway, see how far I get. The car will inevitably collapse upon itself at some point. (laughs) And like, where will I be at that point? You know, maybe I'll be in Cincinnati or maybe I'll be in Death Valley. Maybe you'll make it back. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. And um and then and then part of the adventure will be getting back home. <laughs> That's so cool. That would be amazing if you vlogged that. Oh, I could be famy. Yeah. That's how I that's how I make my my name for myself. Yeah. Oh, that And then be every crazy. every day at the end of the vlog, I'll just hold up a picture of my book and be like, "Reminder." Yeah. You can fund my next road trip. You should do um a Patreon. I could. You ever think I, of that? Yeah, like what are I've never actually really looked into that. I know it's a big thing for for artists now, but what is the dealio with that? The lowdown. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So Patreon, you make a video explaining what you want money for and, you know, you be real humble, you know, like mm-hmm. want to help. If you want to help, blah blah blah. This is what I'm doing. And then people can they they donate money monthly, so they could give you a dollar a month, or they could give you a hundred dollars a month. What? Yeah, they give you whatever they want. Right. <clears throat> it's like Kickstarter, but permanent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can. Do you have to accomplish things. Do you have to have something to show at the end of the month? <laughs> yeah. So, like, up. depending on the tier that they're in, you'll make different tiers. Like, tier one could be like. A dollar up to like whatever ten dollars a month and then if they go to tier two they get something different like they'll get like exclusive they'll, they'll get like your projects early oh nice okay or like and you decide like if all right you're tier three you get a t-shirt or you get a free copy of the book whatever you want this is actually pretty interesting because it might inspire me to to start making merchandise yeah merch is where like it's t-shirts at and what I would love to do if I had any real world skills besides writing is like, I want to make, I want to make little dragon, you know, those little Etsy dragon crochet toys. Yeah. I want to make them for the dragons in my book. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hook but you up. Have skills, I'm so. going to hook you up with this company. I just started working for them. You could look up their stuff on movers, M O V E R Z.org. Yeah. And I'm working with them now. 
they're doing a bunch of merch for my comp for uh, the podcast for they're helping me grow it social media wise because I'm horrible awesome. at it. And they're 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 just a great group of people. And we should that we do these brainstorming sessions every Thursday. I don't know if you if you're around this Thursday. But, uh, this is yeah. actually a a difficult week. What is what is this Thursday? Um, I can probably I mean, it depends, honestly, how far I get in my video work for for War Dragons this week. Mm. Um, that being said, I've I've done a fair bit of work shockingly on it already. So mm. Thursday is, I would say, like a definite maybe. Oh, a definite maybe. Okay. <laughs> definite maybe. <laughs> That's good. That's better than an indefinite maybe. Yeah. Um, send me send me the info on it. Where does it? Where do you guys meet? Uh, Farmingdale. Right. Okay. That's actually yeah. That's not that bad. Assuming I'm sure the roads will be clear by then. Yeah, I would say so. But so, um, what we're doing, we just meet up every Thursday, and so this week we're working on this thing called the Brochler. Instead of the, the brochler, instead of the bachelor, the brochler. So it's a guy. His name's Matt, and he's trying to find his best friend. And then we do it kind of how the bachelor does it, with a bunch of dudes sending in submissions for why they want to be his best friend. Oh, nice. Okay. And yeah, and then Sunday we rented out this mansion, and we're gonna do um, like an MTV Cribs for the brochler. Yeah, and that's like going to be a promo. And then in May, we're going to live in the mansion for a couple of weeks and do a reality show twenty four seven. Amazing of the Brochler. Do you need any aspiring actresses? <laughs> of course, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just want to get you in this room, and then we'll see what happens. We'll just talk. Absolutely, I'm excited. Yeah, it's really, it's a really uh, good time, and I know you'll like it because you're, you're just like us. You're, you're one of us. Oh, well, okay, great. Um, yeah. I fooled you. <laughs> you gotcha. Libra lies. Nice. No, I'm like, I'm, I'm very, I'm totally pumped about this, actually. No, yeah, this is great that you called. I actually thought, I don't know why, for some reason I thought, I, I remembered UK, so I thought you were British. So I thought you were calling in from like the UK. I don't know. UK. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few people on that have, because everyone from Shapers all over the world and there's yeah. a lot of Europeans on there. I didn't even mention that we met on Shaper, by the way. But yeah, we did meet on Shaper, and uh, which is it's great that that I found you because that's another one of these kind of social media things that I use very sporadically, intermittently, mm -hmm. not well. Um, so my friend turned me on to it, and he was like, "Yeah, you can you can grow your network. You can tell people about your book, whatever, whatever." You know, and he's on there like every day talking to people. I get on maybe once a week and I, you know, swipe left on everybody. Cause you know. <laughs> uh, wait, you swipe left? Doing? I don't know. <laughs> or you, you say yes to everyone or no? Oh, what's what's the no? <laughs> oh, you say no to everyone? I say no to everybody. Whoa, I feel honored then. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I thought you were interested in podcasts and writing and stuff. And my cousin, of course, does uh, does the outdoors podcast so i'm and i'm i'm interested in podcasts from like a technical you know filmmaker standpoint so yeah you were an obvious yes in my head <laughs> i um i'm not i'm gonna be honest i just swipe right on everyone <laughs> and <laughs> whoever hits well, me up hits me probably up. supposed to do it yeah right? like because 
it's literally the theme of my show is I don't I'll interview anyone from I don't know if you listen to any of them, but yeah, I've I've seen a few of them on Twitch. Yeah, um, I well, know enough about Twitch to be able to press play. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, Twitch Twitch is recent. Like we've done eighty episodes. Um, oh yeah, because you only have like sixteen or something on there, right? Mm -hmm. or, yeah, yeah. We, we just started okay. Twitch, but we have like eighty before that. But the theme of the show is we'll interview anyone really that is passionate about what they're doing. So like I've had theoretical physicist on Lawrence Krauss. I've had many authors, poets. I've had freaking boxers, uh, MMA fighters, all different stuff. But I've also had my 14, 15 year old sister on, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I, because it's, it's the, you're running the gamut. Yeah. Life. Everyone has yeah. a story to tell, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, that's what it is. I mean, let's definitely get some stuff going. Um, yeah. I'll send you my dead Annie stuff. You send me your director's cut. Yes, indeed. And we'll get okay. it going. We, we like will. to we like to end the show like if you had um if you had something to tell the world, say the whole world was listening, what would you tell them? Um vote in the midterms. <laughs> Vote in the midterms? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Dragons are real. Uh, <laughs> Dragons are real. All right. That's the best one so far, I think. <laughs> All yeah, right. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with that. that. Voting, very important. Mm -hmm. I think everyone should do it. Okay. Um, but far more important is to remember that dragons are real. Yes. Keep that in mind, everyone. <laughs> I actually never watched... This is, I don't know if I'm weird. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. No, you're not weird. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, so it, I kind of like started hate watching it when it first came out because my friends all wanted to watch it. Mm -hmm. And so then I was watching it uh, and then I just, I didn't like any of the characters. I liked like two characters, Tyrion and Arya. And that was it. Like the rest of them I hated. There were no redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, so I dropped off after a few seasons. Recently, I got back together with a friend of mine who loves Game of Thrones. And we watched up until... So I'm all caught up now. Oh, okay. And I will admit, the the sixth and seventh, or whatever numbers they are, the, the last two seasons um, were great. But if it takes you five seasons to get to like a an enjoyable point for me i don't know <laughs> yeah i just don't even want at this point it's like i what am i dedicating all this time to like, yeah you know it's, it's not for everyone honestly it's 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 not yeah and i'm okay with that so i don't judge i get shit because i haven't seen that because i haven't seen sons of anarchy i haven't seen i don't watch any television it's yeah. like i've never seen anything so <laughs> all right cool <laughs> I'm honestly 90% of the time if you ask have you seen whatever it is the answer is going to be no yeah the zombie one wicked what's it called zombies walking, walking dead oh yeah what did I say wicked zombies wicked, the wicked the wicked zombies yeah wicked zombies I've never seen wicked zombies I've seen a few episodes but again no I don't watch it no yeah all right cool yeah all right, same page I'm not big I'm not a big tv person I'm I'm not either. It's it's not where it's going, you know. TV's not going to be around. I think Yeah, it's all Yeah. To me YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, yeah. YouTube, Twitch, and Netflix will just own that's, everything. That's the way and, of the future. And then Amazon will own all of them. <laughs> I'm I'm also fighting with Amazon. We're, oh, we're big so you, fight. So you have beef with Harry Potter and Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I just I fight with everyone. What do you have against Amazon? Um, they are very unhelpful with the book. So right now the book is available um, technically only in the UK. So you have to go to amazon.co.uk to, to go order it. And I used to direct people to that site. I used to, and then I heard a little bit of feedback like, oh, I can't, I can't order it because um, it doesn't ship to my zip code. And then I investigated, and it turns out Amazon UK doesn't ship to any part of America. So that's problem number one. And then it's not supposed to be on the Amazon US site, but they screwed something up in their back end. And so the book is now on Amazon.com, but you still can't order it. So it creates a whole lot of confusion for people in America. That's so annoying. And no matter how many times my publisher and I complain to Amazon, they just don't care because who are we like we're mm -hmm. not scholastic we're not random house they don't they don't care yeah they just don't oh and this is my other problem with amazon is they have forced physical bookstores out of business essentially and borders got it borders got the axe barnes and noble probably on the way out and i am like barnes and noble is my favorite place mm -hmm. it's book heaven Yep. And I'm just, I will be heartbroken when there are no more physical bookstores in the world. Oh, and it's sad, but that's actually happening. Yeah, it is. And you know what? And this is the worst part. Amazon knows exactly what they're doing. They're going to force Barnes & Noble out of business, and then they're going to come steamrolling in with their physical Amazon stores to monopolize the gaping hole in the society's collective heart. They, there already is an Amazon. I don't know if you've been to the city, but right by yeah. Penn Station, there's an Amazon bookstore. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that's that's my entire opinion of physical Amazon bookstores. Yeah, that Ugh. sums it up. Ugh. Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, so I, I, it's a moral opposition to Amazon, I think, because they're they're very unhelpful to small people, indie people. And I, I see what they're doing, you know, like, I, I, I see, see you. you. I, I see, see you, Amazon. I see you. I see you. I know what you're up to. And Your shit's not, not working on us. All right, Amazon. <laughs> it's working on 99% of the population because everybody just, they can't be bothered to, to like go get in the car and drive five minutes and go to Barnes and Noble. They would rather sit on their computers and I, I admit, I understand the lure of that. That's very easy and low energy and oftentimes it's cheaper so sure absolutely why not mm -hmm. but um but i think people are going to be very very sorry when barnes noble finally kicks the bucket yeah it's gonna be sad i'm yeah. not gonna i guess i'll deal with the cross that bridge when i get there right yeah <laughs> I, I hope i think they were trying to get their liquor license actually so maybe that'll revitalize it a little bit Ugh, i don't know it seems like a last stitch kind of effort like it does you know like all right, let's get alcohol but it's so cringy and yeah. i'm so sad but and yeah i mean a co coffee shop inside barnes and noble is pretty much all you can really go with yeah and then they've got such 
charm to them. When you, when I you like go the smell. Your... It smells great in Barnes and Noble. It does. It smells <laughs> like books, and I, it's it's very comforting, honestly. Mm-hmm. To, to just kind of go in in between the shelves and just have this physical array of books in front of you that you can you don't have to click through web pages you don't have to do searches you just say hey that looks cool let me read the back cover yeah maybe i'm old-fashioned but i like that hold on one second sorry yeah no problem Hello, I'm still here. All right, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. All right, I guess we could start summing it up here. Yeah. Um, where can we check you out on everything? <laughs> right. Yes. Social media is, in fact, important. Um, so, uh, the book series has a Facebook page, and it is Facebook.com/slash/ShadowWarSaga, all one word. Um, I am on Twitter. It's uh, it's some weird cross between a professional and a personal account, but I guess it's like a professional account, but I'm not a professional. So um, the handle is at Dragonspleen, and uh, my, my daily, maybe, musings are there, or whenever I can be bothered to post on Twitter, that's, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. And I do have an Instagram account, um, which is official dragon speaker. Um... But right now it's like mostly dogs. So. <laughs> I got you. I threw you a follow. And and me being a weirdo. It's actually I'm looking at the page right now. It's a very eclectic mix of dogs. Few memes we got on there. It used to belong to my snake. I used to just post pictures of her every day. Um, oh, you got now. some cosplay in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes, yeah, me being. Just a crazy person, so it's fine. No, we're we're nuts, dude. <laughs> nice. We're all crazy. Yeah, these are. This is, I'm actually. Um, I'm stepping up my game for War Dragons. So it used to be just kind of straight, like run of the mill. I wore their, you know, War Dragons T-shirts uh, for the videos, and now we're switching it up a little bit, and I'm giving them costume variations to see if we like that. Mm-hmm. So um, we're having a good time. <laughs> awesome. All right. I friended you. We're awesome. all good now. All right, cool. And we'll get, we'll see how you are for Thursday. And then from there, yeah. we'll see what's good. Yeah, let me know. Um, Farmingdale is, is totally doable. Uh, it really just depends on your how, schedule. If it's, if it's yeah, a maybe. How, how good or bad my time management skills are this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. We'll get it together. Yes. Awesome. Thank I'm very you. Excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming thank on, Alana. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, so much for having me. I will talk to you soon. Awesome. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Alana Mugden. I hope I said it right. I forgot how she said the last name. But she, she's doing she's doing it. Author. Uh, videographer kind of script writer she's doing it all 
Thank you, Alana, for coming on. I have to go now. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weekly Sit Down. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope the show made your day a little better. If you enjoyed it, I ask if you could take a couple minutes and please subscribe, leave a review and a rating. It helps so much more than you know. If you want to contact us, go to weeklysitdown.com and connect. And remember, guys, follow your fucking dreams.